Hey fans, welcome back to the SportsEthos.com DFS Today NBA podcast. We have a great couple of slates for Sunday's NBA action. If you're not already basketballed out with March Madness, that is. I'm your host, Lee Schwartz. I'm joined today by my prodigy, Hunter Schwartz. Hunter, how do your brackets look after this first week of March Madness games? I had Kansas. <laughs> I had Arizona in the final, so although I've still got Houston, I might as well cash it in. Uh... I find it amazing as we watch March Madness, like how much we just love these Princeton type underdog teams and how when a team like Princeton wins, we give them all the credit in the world for beating the the tougher team. But when this happens in the NBA, when a team like the Pistons beats the Nuggets, we immediately blame the Nuggets. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got a uh, couple of slates today for uh, DraftKings. We have an early three gamer. Uh, for the afternoon, and then we have a late five-game slate. That's our DK slates of the day. We'll also talk uh, some uh, Thrive Fantasy prop bets here in a little while. So on this first early three-gamer, we have injuries. Uh, Soshan, uh, Devontae Graham, McDermott, and Langford are all questionable for the Spurs. You can count on at least a couple of those guys not playing. They have had injuries all week long. DeAndre Ayton is also questionable for this slate. And uh, as you guys probably know already, Bassey's out for the season. Everybody else that's on the injury report has been on there for a while. So so on this three-gamer, uh, we'll start uh, by talking about uh, Phoenix and OKC. We'll go through team by team and give you our core plays and our value plays. And if you don't recall, the value plays are typically $5,000 or less on DK. So Hunter, uh, who do you like in this Phoenix game today? As far as Phoenix and OKC go, I didn't really find a lot of value. DeAndre Ayton, if he is out, Jock Landell, Chris Paul, Josh Kochi, all get a boost from that. Although Jock Landale at 3,400 is really the only value value play. And all of OKC is healthy as well. So I would definitely look elsewhere for value unless you want to have Jock Landale in that center spot, which I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, and from Phoenix, I've got uh, $5,600 Josh Okogis as a, as a core play. He's been moving to the starting lineup a few games ago. He's after the trade line, I guess it was. He's been averaging about 26 fantasy points per game since then. And then, uh, as Hunter mentioned, I've got Jock Landale as a, as a value play. There's not a lot of options on this Phoenix team for value plays, but at 3300 he's probably worth keeping an eye on, especially, as I mentioned before, with Aiton already being questionable for today's game. Landale's almost uh, free to play today at 3,300, and maybe with good reason. But even even with minutes in his previous uh, similar situations, he tends to kind of top out in the low 20s for fantasy points. So certainly the only reason you're playing Jock Landale is to be able to fit in somebody who's in the 10K range that you know is going to score you a 60 or 70 to make up for Landale's uh, 20 or whatever you might put up for you. On the OKC side, you know, Shea Gilgis had Alexandria at 9700 is always a good price. His price actually went down last week, but his production really did not. He's still priced up at 9700 Been delivering about 35-plus minutes and about 50 fantasy points per game over his last four games. And then, as Hunter mentioned, I don't find a whole lot of value plays on the OKC side myself. You know, there's Isaiah Joe, Trey Mann, Jalen Williams, all there, but... Those three have all been really lighting it up consistently, have not been lighting up consistently despite getting additional minutes of late. But keep an eye out for who might be in the starting lineup because if any of those guys make the starting lineup, then they might be worth uh, giving a shot at tonight. So we go to the Denver-Brooklyn game. Uh, Hunter from Denver, who do you like? 
Denver, there's nothing great value, although Brooklyn has struggled against centers in the last seven games. They've allowed the most DK points to them over their last seven. So if you didn't have enough reason to play Jokic at 11-5, that should be enough reason to play him. Any value players on the Nuggets side? Um, nothing really that I've found. Um, entire team is healthy for the most part. If you want to play Bruce Brown, I guess that's not the worst thing in the world. But other than that, um, I only really like the core plays from Nuggets, that being Jokic, Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, and uh, for my uh, my uh, analysis, too, I've got for Denver, uh, I call him the enigmatic Michael Porter Jr. because every time I play him, he stinks, and every time I don't, he has his nice games. And that even uh, carries over from last year. So, But at 6,100, he's been much more consistent lately. He's been playing about 25 minutes a game. Averaging about 27 fantasy points a game his last five. It seems that either he or Aaron Gordon, one of them, but not both, usually can be counted on for a surprise nice game every night. Trick is just guessing which one. And on Denver side, the whole the old standby I have is the standby value play, Bruce Brown. He's still at it. He's playing about 25 minutes per night, producing off the Denver bench. He's got two 25 fantasy point per game nights his last three. He can't be counted on every night, but as your last guy in at 4,700, you could do worse. On the Brooklyn side, with a lot of injuries and uh, lineup shakeups of late, Royce O'Neal has been a decent value play at 4,800. He's been playing about uh, 27 minutes, averaging about 28 fantasy points per game his last five. He did have a 42 fantasy point game versus Minnesota this past week. And um, for my core play on the Brooklyn side, uh, even though his production has slowed since the All-Star break, I'm really not giving up on Nick Claxton, one of my favorites this entire season. $7,000 tonight for the slate. He's back to looking like a future NBA star again in March. He's been scoring about 32 fantasy points per game. And he's averaging about 38 his last five games. So even with uh, even more than Mikhail Bridges, who's $1,400 more on DraftKings, I like Nick Claxton tonight. Hunter, do you have anybody on the Brooklyn side? Something I noticed with Brooklyn is that their entire team is priced up five, six hundred dollars more from the last slate they played. And with that, I didn't really find any good value other than Royce O'Neal either that's been consistent. So if you want to play Royce O'Neal, fine. If you want to play Nick Claxton, I think that's solid. Everyone else, though, they just haven't been worth the salary that they're put up on DK. And the final game on this three-game early slate is Atlanta and the Spurs. And Hunter, who do you like from Atlanta in this game? I like all the Atlanta starters. Trey Young is questionable, but with every game counting for Atlanta, even against the tanking Spurs, I expect him to play, or at least think he would play if Atlanta's trying. Um, I love all the—I think Click Capella with Zach Collins questionable as well and Bassey out for the season should be able to grab every rebound he wants. It's just a matter of is he going to be able to get that 24-26 minute range, which he hasn't been able to recently. So I'm not really counting on that. Onyeka Kongwu at 4,700, though, 20-plus in five games and 35-plus in his last two if Clint Capella isn't going to be getting the minutes, Onyeka Kongwu has been really good with those minutes. So I think Onyeka Kongwu should could be in contention for that center spot over on DK for this early slate. Yeah, and for me on the Atlanta side, you know, it wasn't that long ago, just six, eight, I mean, maybe 10 weeks ago, John Collins was $6,900 on DK, and now he's $4,900 after a couple of bad months. But now he seems to be getting back to the power forward that the Hawks kind of want him to be. He's playing 27 minutes every night. And he's still not terribly consistent, but he throws down just enough 30-point fantasy games to be worth playing at his value price. 
So on the uh, Spurs side, so Hunter, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. It's Ma Mu Kelashvili. Ma Mu Kelashvili. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> of course you did. I didn't. I had to look it up. At $4,900 or $4,500, Sandro Mamu Mamu Kailashvili has been a decent value play this last week with lots of spurs out due to injury, which looks like it might be the case again today. He's averaged about uh, in the low 20s for fantasy points over his last five games. He did get to 28 fantasy points against uh, Memphis on Friday night. So I like him as my value play on the spurs side. Uh, on the uh, core side, I like Zach Collins at 6,500. He's been a beast for this undermanned Spurs team lately. He's been playing about 30 minutes. He's getting 40 fantasy points per game in his last five games, and he's averaging about 10 rebounds per game during that time, scoring 23, 24, and 25 actual points his last three games. Hunter, who do you like on the Spurs side? I'm not particularly a fan of Sandro Mamukalashvili at his price. That's how you say it. But... <laughs> I like Zach Collins. I saw he was questionable when I was making these notes, and he has scored 40 plus in his last three games at 6,500, which you'd certainly hope he's able to get to that threshold if he plays. If he's out, I think everyone who starts in San Antonio, I'm thinking Malachi Branham, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, all three of those guys look very solid for their prices. Sounds good. So that kind of wraps up the early slate on DraftKings, and now we'll switch over to the uh, late five-game main slate. So first we'll talk about injuries. Uh, as, as always, LeBron is out. And as always, AD is questionable. Anthony Davis is questionable. What else is new? Kawhi is reported out, but is supposed to play. It's a back-to-back for the uh, Clippers, so he's supposed to play the Sunday game. And the same situation applies to Kyle Lowry from Miami. He's supposed to play Sunday's game, even though he's currently listed as out. Brooke Lopez, uh, Crowder, and Jeremy Grant are all questionable for this game night tonight. And uh, Goran Dragic out for the Bucks. And uh, as I said earlier, the rest of the injury stuff is stuff that was already on the report, stuff you probably already know. So before we get into this main slate, um, so the DFS pass on sportsethos.com. Um, so the DFS pass gets you not only lineup builds, it gets you value plays, as we've just rattled off a few, Gets you some strategy, uh, gets you strategy on which, uh, what price to play guys and what price not to play them out. And it actually gives you some Thrive Fantasy player props, as you've also heard on the podcast. Gets you the uh, access to the DFS delivery, which Hunter and I both participate and uh, contribute to each week. And it also gets you access to the Discord channel, which uh, a lot of the uh, people that do writing on the DFS uh, NBA side for Sports Ethos are on that channel before lock. And uh, are able to give you some free advice on those last-minute lineup decisions. Hunter, how much would you pay for all of this information? Um, certainly seems like it'd be more than five dollars a month. I, you know, I feel like that's negotiable. How much would you pay for it? It's certainly not negotiable. No, everything is, has a price. Fortunately, the price for this is only four ninety nine a month. And honestly, uh, I'm not sure who's playing DFS anything at less than four ninety nine a month uh, in terms of how much money you're laying down. So, spending four ninety nine on the research side seems like a bargain to me. So, just keep that in mind. Sportsethos.com. It's the DFS pass. So. We'll get to the slate. Uh, DraftKings has their main slate tonight. It's five gamer, as I said. Hunter and I will each give one core play and one value play from each of these games. We'll start with Miami versus Detroit. So for Miami, Hunter, who you got tonight? 
I love Jimmy Butler in this spot. He has been very consistent with a 40-point floor. And I think he this is could be a ceiling game for him as long as it's close. And it's in Detroit, so I think there's a really good chance of it being a close game. They just had a close game with Denver through three quarters, I believe. And Jimmy Butler, he's at 8,600 and has reached 5x at that salary his last eight games. So I think if you want 40 free fantasy points, lock up Jimmy Butler in that small forward position. Yeah, I'll take uh, 5x after eight straight games for sure. I love that. Uh, so on my side of things, I've got uh, Bam Adebayo. I think there's really no reason he shouldn't dominate this Pistons front court tonight. I actually like the Pistons front court. Jalen Dern and some of those guys are some of my favorite players in the NBA, but at the same time, I see Bam kind of taking over tonight. $8,000 is his price tag. The last five games, he's averaging 35 minutes and about 33 fantasy points per game, and I think he's going to hit 40 tonight. On the value side, Kyle Lowry, as I said, back from injury, back from uh, taking Saturday off. $4,500, he's missed some time. But he's coming back. He might be the only fresh starter for Miami since they're on a back-to-back. His minutes are slowly ramping back up, and as long as you have like low 20s expectations for his output, Lowry's a good guy, last guy to get into your lineups. On the uh, Detroit Pistons side, the Pistons are kind of a crazy lineup to look at. The whole team's like a value play, and in, in reality, none of them are. It's because we consider a, a value play to be less than $5,000, and pretty much the entire Pistons roster is priced between $5,100 and $6,900. So I really don't have any strong value plays from Detroit tonight. On the core side, I like Jalen Duran, as I mentioned before, $5,400. He's coming off the bench now, but he seems to really agree with him. He's only averaging about 23 minutes per game, but he's scoring a really impressive 32 fantasy points per game, just given those 23 minutes over his last five games. And he's even uh, over 35 fantasy points per game in three of his last five. So Hunter, who do you got? I also have Jalen Duran down at 5,400. I think he's another contender for that center spot for this slate. Although he is going up against likely bad Adebayo, unless they just rotate perfectly along with Miami and make sure he's always matched up against the bench center. But I think Jalen Duran will be matched up against Bam Adebayo at times, which will be really tough for him. Sounds good. So our next uh, on this five-game slate is uh, the Pelicans against Houston. Not exactly a marquee matchup for the NBA, but uh, certainly one that we're interested in as DFS players. So on the Pelican side, I've got uh, (laughs) – I think it's pretty funny trying to predict Joval's minutes these days. He was not getting any minutes, not for any real reason, and then his last game he got like 30. So good luck figuring that situation out. But for my money, Brandon Ingram at 8,200 is the safest play on this Pelican team tonight and he is most nights he's shooting almost 50 percent his last 10 games he's playing almost exactly 38 minutes every game in fact i think he's played exactly 38 minutes four of his last five games and that combo uh shooting 50 percent and uh, playing that many minutes makes him one of the highest floor plays in the slate on the uh, value side i think houston's pretty terrible against shooting guards so even josh richardson at 4200 make me a decent play tonight He's getting about 20 to 28 minutes per game, fluctuates a little bit, but he might be worth taking a flyer on as your last guy in. Hunter, who you got? I like CJ and BI in this environment. Houston is a really bad defense when it comes to playing point guards and shooting guards and always has been. 
Um, Josh Richardson off the bench, I do like him too, especially because he's getting point guard minutes off the bench with Jose Alvarado likely to be out for a while. So other than that, though, I'm not playing Jonas Valanciunas until he plays at least two solid games in a row. That's probably good and good advice. On the Houston side, what do you got, Hunter? Shangoon and Kevin Porter Jr. offer really nice floors. Shangoon has had 30-plus points in six straight games. Kevin Porter Jr. has had 46-plus in three of five and seems to be really coming back from his injury and taking over a lot of the production that Jalen Green was having. I don't notice a lot of value on this team, though, however, with the entire team seeming to be healthy, with Jabari Smith, KJ Martin, Terry Eason, all of them healthy and cutting into each other's production. But for the Rockets, love Shangun, love Kevin Porter Jr. especially. Who do you have? Yeah, it's funny talking about you know crazy rosters again. Houston doesn't have anyone priced over 7500 but I'm going to play Shangun tonight against Joval and, and who knows who else for the Pelicans, right? But he's, Shangun's been averaging a double-double in March. I could see him easily hitting 40 tonight, which would be all I'd ask for him for that. On the value side, uh, Houston, Terry Eason's really the only value play I'd even consider from the Rockets. There's just not a whole lot of bench strength there, uh, anything less than 5,000. But Terry Eason's 4,600, last 10 games. He's no longer starting, but he's averaging about 20 points and seven boards, throwing in about one and a half steals per game. So I like Terry Eason as my value play from Houston. Jumping to the next game, Toronto and Milwaukee. Finally, some quality players and some quality lineups. Uh, Hunter, who do you like on the Toronto side? You know, it's funny with quality players and quality lineups, there's not as much to like for DFS as opposed to Rockets, Pelicans, Pistons players. Um, There's not a lot of value here from what I saw. Brooke Lopez, if he plays, is going to lock up Jakob Pertl. Giannis is going to lock up Pascal Siakam, especially because the Toronto Raptors are coming off a back-to-back. If you want to play Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, they're all very solid can get 40 points out of them pretty easily fred van vliet i know just had a really good game today so i i enjoy getting to fred van vliet scotty barnes and og ananobi how about you yeah I, you know i've been uh looking through the slate and going through uh team by team and i seem to like i have a lot of favorite center plays for the slate so but i really love love Jakob hurdle today at 7300 since he joined the Raptors, he's been uh, affordable. He's been a good center play, and uh, tonight I'm going to squeeze him into my lineups. He's routinely hitting 40 fantasy points a game since joining the Raptors. On the value side, I don't have a whole lot. You know, ever since uh, the Toronto typically plays their starters a lot of minutes, makes for a very few value plays. So if I had to go with one tonight, probably be a $4,900 Gary Trent, but it's almost kind of like the default setting on the value side for Toronto. On the Milwaukee side, you know, Giannis is the easy choice here. Uh, especially uh, given my uh, reasoning that I had laid out in the uh, both on the podcast and in the DFS delivery last week about if you're going to get to 350, you got to really hit 40 points or 40 some points per player. Settling for one player at 25 means another one of your players has to get to 65, and so you really have to figure out a way to get these $10,000 uh, stud players into your lineup, and Giannis is one of those, but. Given all the other center value that's going on in this slate, I really like Drew Holiday at 8,400 instead. He's been playing about 35 minutes a night, as always, when he's healthy. And he's uh, the Bucks team is looking like a championship-caliber team again. He's averaging about 37 fantasy points per game his last five. On the value side for the Bucks, I like with Jay Crowder out again tonight. Uh, 
Pat Connaughton has been looking pretty good. Last couple of games with Crowder out, he scored 21 and 26 fantasy points a game. And, you know, that's not a great output, and especially given what I just said about, you know, really needing 40 per player. But at $4,400, he's the kind of guy that would allow you to get uh, Giannis into your lineup. So, Hunter, who do you got in the Bucks? If Jokic was playing on this slate, I would definitely play him over Giannis. I think Giannis at 12000 flat is a little too expensive considering he's going up against a defensive team like Toronto. I know he certainly has the potential to go off for 70, maybe 80. I just don't think this is going to be one of his days. And plus, considering there's not too much value here, I'm going to stay away from Giannis. Joe Ingles, surprisingly, at 4,700, has had a 20-point floor over the last month or so, 35-point ceiling. He's a good guy to sneaky guy to put in for your last line of spot if you need a shooting guard small forward, which everyone seems to be wanting good plays for that position. My favorite play is Drew Holiday, who's going to be low-owned with everyone probably going to Kevin Porter Jr. I think he'd be a nice contrarian play off of him. He has the upside of going for 50-plus fantasy points and... Yeah, other than Drew Holiday and Joe Ingles, not really a lot to like here. I'm actually just finding it amusing that uh, on a championship potential basketball club, we've got Jay Crowder and Joe Ingles as key parts of the uh, equation. Uh, so uh, going to our next games, Clippers and Portland. On the Clippers side, we've got, uh, as I said before, Kawhi is reported out as, as now, but he's supposed to be back tonight. If he plays or sits, I really here's another center I love uh, in this slate, and that's Ivaka Zubac, 5,300. They traded for Mason Plumlee at the trade deadline, but it really hasn't put much of a dent in Zubac's production or his minutes. He's still averaging about 34 fantasy points per game over his last four games. Seems strong, just as strong as he was before Plumlee came on board. So I've got no problems playing Zubac at 5,300. Uh, paying down as opposed to what you might pay up for for some of the for the Giannis's of the world. On the value side, you know, with Kawhi back, I think Eric Gordon and Terrence Mann and Morris Sr., all guys that have been playing this week uh, with, with Kawhi out, they kind of all go back to their backup role, so I really don't have any value plays from the Clippers. I'm really more about the starting five on that team tonight. Who do you got? Hunter on the Clippers? Absolutely love Zubac. Just had 16 points, 16 rebounds in his last game. I think he can put up very similar, if not better, production against a Portland team that seems to be very close to tanking for Wembenyama. Um, Kawhi is back. Paul George is presumably playing. Everyone else is presumably playing. So I don't really like anyone else as much as I do Zubac from this team. I think Zubac is going to be my core play at center. Well, we definitely agree there. So on the Portland side, uh, I've got uh, – I brought this up last week, and even host uh, Keith Cork did not was not aware that Anthony Simons is named after Penny Hardaway. Simons, uh, his price has dropped about $1,000 this week, and all he's done in March is average about 30 fantasy points per game. So he's still about 6300 price tag, so he's still not cheap, but at a, that shooting guard position for me has been a struggle for a while, maybe the entire season. It's been tough for me to really find – Good value, really guys I, I go to night after night on the shooting guard side and the small forward side. But I do like Anthony Simons at uh, 6,300 tonight. For Portland on the core side, or excuse me, on the value side, I don't have a whole lot of guys I like on the value side here. If you have a guy, if you have a last guy in value play you need, you could do worse than Cam Reddish at 4,400. 
Over his last five games, he's averaging about 29 minutes and about 18 fantasy points per game. Hunter, what do you got on the uh, Portland Trailblazers side tonight? With Jeremy Grant out for this game, I love, love, love Trendon Watford at 5,100. He has scored 26 points in his last four games. He had eight assists, I think, one of his last few games too. And I think he's going to be really affordable and one of my core plays for that power forward spot. Lillard, he's always solid if you could pay up to get him, which might be hard, but could be easier later on when more value comes out. Yusuf Nurkic is... The exact same player as Jonas Valanciunas is in my mind. I need to see two good games out of him in a row before I could even consider putting him in one of my lineups. Sounds good. I totally agree with that reasoning as well. We finally get to the last game on the slate tonight of the five, and it's Orlando and the Lakers. And as we said earlier, LeBron out for this game. Anthony Davis questionable but expected to play. Heard that every night for, what, 60 games now? On the Orlando side... Uh, for my core plays, I've been playing both Orlando point guards lately, almost every night. I like Fultz. I like Anthony. Fultz at 6,700. Anthony at 5,500. Fultz has been averaging about 38 fantasy points his last six games, and Anthony about 28 fantasy points per game. And normally I'd never play two of the same position. I just don't like that correlation. But these two have both been producing night after night, uh, both filling their uh, roles perfectly on that Orlando team. Uh, giving that Orlando team at least a little bit of credibility as well. Uh, I don't really have any value plays, though, on this Orlando uh, lineup. Hunter, who you got? Markel Fultz might be back to his to what we thought he'd be when he was taken first overall to the Sixers. Boy, remember that. I feel old. Um, Markel Fultz, he scored 50 points in his last two games. I expect that to continue against the Lakers squad that doesn't play the greatest defense plays up-tempo, and I think Cole Anthony as well is a great play. Jalen Suggs, ever since he's been out, these two guards have been going off, and they're able to play alongside each other and have really good fantasy production. If you want to play Wendell Carter, he just had a really good game. If you want to play Franz Wagner, I don't think that's a bad play either. Anybody on the value side? No, we're talking about value plays for a lottery team. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. On the Lakers side, uh, for my core play, D'Angelo Russell. He's been, uh, especially with so many other cheap center options, I really like uh, Russell here instead of uh, AD. He's been logging a lot of court time, been huge in his last five games. He's averaged about 33 fantasy points per game. And uh, the other play I have from the Lakers team on the value side, Malik Beasley, which is kind of my go-to value play from the Lakers most nights. It's pretty comfortable. Uh, play again today is at 4,800, so he's not exactly cheap, but he, again, is a good last guy in with 40-point potential. On the Lakers side, Hunter, who you got? Russell and AD, their prices have been adjusted for LeBron being out, and I think they're fine plays if you want to play them. However, I just am going to probably stay away from them. The one play that I found really well for Los Angeles Lakers is Wenyan Gabriel at just 4,500. He scored 29 DK points in his last two games and has seemed to really take over the backup center role that was left by Thomas Bryant slash I don't even remember. So I think Russell is fine. AD is fine. If you want to get Malik Beasley, that's good too, especially because he's that shooting guard eligibility. Wenyan Gabriel, though, I think if you don't want to play Trenton Wofford, I think Wenyan Gabriel is a great play there too. 
All right, good call. So that wraps up the two slates on DK. We're going to jump over to the prize picks uh, picks of the night. Excuse me, the uh, Thrive Fantasy picks of the night. Forgive me, Thrive Fantasy. Get on over to Thrive Fantasy tonight and play their $20 contest. Uh, it's $2,000 in payouts. It's a fun format of picking prop bets against others. Whoever gets the most right usually wins. Uh, all the picks are kind of weighted, so it kind of matters which which props you pick and not just getting the most right. But you also get help here from us at Sports Ethos every night on the podcast and inside the DFS delivery, which is part of your DFS Pass subscription that I mentioned earlier. So that's over at thrivefantasy.com. Use the code word ethos, E-T-H-O-S, for your matching bonus for first-time users. So uh, my three picks on the uh, Thrive Fantasy picks for tonight, the aforementioned Sangoon, uh, over 9.5 rebounds. And that's worth 110 Thrive Fantasy points. I don't like this prop over bet every night for nine and a half rebounds. But tonight against Joe Val and the other Pelicans, I think he can get his 10. He did grab 11 boards against the Pelicans just two nights ago. So yeah, there's some precedent for that. The biggest lock I've ever seen looking through Thrive Fantasy is uh, on tonight's slate. Tonight's Russell Westbrook under 20 and a half actual points. I almost did a double take when I saw this. It's worth 80 Thrive Fantasy points. Westbrook is only averaging about 15.5 points per game this season, so this actually might be a misprint. So take advantage of that. That's Russell Westbrook under 20.5 actual points. And my final Thrive Fantasy pick is uh, Franz Wagner under 28.5 points, rebounds, and assists. So this prop's worth about 70 Thrive Fantasy points, which is just about the lowest point total they will uh, allocate to any of the picks. So even Thrive, I think, thinks that he's going to be under this total. Wagner simply is only averaging about 25 of this total uh, throughout the season. Good reason to pick that under 28.5. He hasn't even hit this total in his last five games. So, again, Franz Wagner under 28.5 points, rebounds, and assists. So that'll wrap up this Sunday edition of the SportsEthos.com DFS Today NBA podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lee from Fargo. We'll also be in the uh, in the Discord channel before lock tomorrow. You guys need any last minute advice? Hunter, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for your insert expert insight. Uh, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at RETNUH1203. For those wondering what the hell is that Twitter name, that's my name backwards. So, yeah, go figure. The more you know, the more you know. All right, folks, enjoy all the basketball today, college, NBA, otherwise. We'll see you all again next week.